Hi, my name is Tina Benson. I am a dog trainer. My company is Stat Canine Training. We are stationed in Collegeville, Pennsylvania, which is about 45 minutes from Center City. Um, and tonight I'm going to be doing my very first uh, podcast on puppy training, uh, the basics uh, exactly what you need to have in your house before you bring your puppy home. Uh, and just one more thing about me before I move on. I am a balanced trainer. So there are two camps out there, the pure positive folks and the balanced training folks. And that's me. Um, I teach dogs uh, the difference between um, yes and no, meaning behaviors that I want, yes, and behaviors that I don't want, no. I will correct uh, the bad behaviors. Um and I also use tools. I use e-collar. Um, I teach dogs to be off-leash with the remote collar. And I also use the prong collar, uh, which is a great tool to help to teach your dog to walk nicely by your side. Um, and the e-collar is one of the best tools out there to get your dog off-leash and 100% reliability to come back to you. It's also a fantastic tool uh, and the fastest way that I know of teaching dogs um, basic obedience commands um, and also eliminating those very frustrating uh, behaviors that we don't want. So um, on to my very first podcast ever, and this is Puppy Training 101, the basics, the basics of what you need in your house before you bring your puppy home. Why am I doing this topic? Because I brought two puppies into my home without so much as even a crate, a leash, or a dog bowl. And let me tell you what a mess that was. And that was before I was a dog trainer, and those two puppies were the reason I became a dog trainer later in life. So um, here's your list of items that you need. A crate, and you'll need something to cover the crate. Um, a couple of leashes, one for inside and one for outside. I always like a leash on a dog inside. Um, and so something very lightweight, six foot is nice, um, four foot if you want. Um, but you want to make sure it's a real thin, tiny leash, not something heavy with a big handle. You don't need anything like that inside. You just want something um, real lightweight so that you can step on the leash and catch your puppy before he gets into trouble. Um, and I also like a nice little martingale or no-slip collar. Sometimes they're called no-slip collars. And I like to get the puppy used to wearing a collar because that's the first thing that you need to start getting the pup used to is uh, something around its neck. And you want to do it when they're small. Um, if you wait too long when the puppy gets older, it's going to give you all kinds of shenanigans when you try and put a, a collar on it. And so I do everything real, real young when it's no big thing. It's not a big deal. You make it fun. Um, so get yourself a collar. And I would have the puppy wearing a collar um, whenever you're with it. And whenever you're not with your puppy and it's in its crate, you take that collar off because they can choke on a collar. Um, if they're unattended. And also, guys, get a name tag with your contact uh, phone number. Um, and if you want to put your dog's name on there, fine. But you could just as long as there's a phone number and you can get your puppy if it gets lost. Um, next thing I would tell you to get is an exercise pen, which is like kind of like a play pen for dogs. So you want to get one that's appropriate for your, uh, the puppy that you have. So if you, you have a larger breed dog, you're going to get a bigger exercise pen and you can put that somewhere in your house, 
preferably not on carpet if you've got um, hardwood floors somewhere or if you have um, you know space in your kitchen you can put it in there and when you're cooking your puppy can be out of its crate and in the x-pen working on a toy or you know uh, bully stick if you want to try a bully stick something like that um, also you're going to get yourself a couple of toys I prefer the Kong toys that can be stuffed with kibble um, and sometimes you can cap it off with a little bit of wet food and freeze it and then give that to them to work in their crate. And another thing that you can give them is a Nylabone. Um, make sure it's for puppies. You want to get the Nylabone for puppies and not an edible Nylabone. You want the plastic toy Nylabone, the indestructible ones. They're awesome. Some bigger uh, breed puppies will like to play with boxes. So if you've got some cardboard boxes, uh, stashed around keep them and you can put those in the x-pen for the puppy to play with um, and those are really great uh, also too you're going to be using your kibble for training purposes never put it down in a bowl just for the dog to free feed all day off of um, that's not a very good way to train your dog um, and I don't like to just put it in a bowl three times a day and put it down for the puppy I like to use it and shape the behaviors that I want and you can start doing that super super early in its life start training it from day one and you'll have the basic obedience commands down before you know it in a week's time you'll be doing like four or five six obedience commands um, if you do it properly and use food um, your puppy's going to know all of the vocabulary very very quickly um, and then I'm going to teach you um, how to make up a, a bonker which is a towel it's a rolled up towel it's like you take a bath mat size towel fold it into and you roll it up like a, uh, a newspaper and you're going to rubber band it on both ends and in the middle and that is it's called a bonker and that's what you're going to uh, correct the puppy with if your puppy uh, acts up in the crate and we'll talk more about that later um, and the other thing that I want you to, to get is I want you to find yourself a dog walker or a pet sitter for when you can't be with your puppy um, you need someone to come in midday if you happen to be working all day um, and they need to get the puppy out take it for a walk and let it go potty um, get someone that you trust go on recommendations ask people on Facebook look at and read reviews of what people are saying about the people you're looking for and interview several dog walkers pet sitters uh, because you want someone that you can trust this is after all uh, a family member member of yours so the next thing um, once you have all of that stuff that I told you about um, you're going to uh, get your puppy bring it home and one thing the biggest thing I would say that people get hung up on is crating their dog the number one thing that people want to do and they ask me to do is get their puppy out of the crate when can my puppy be out of the crate we are as a culture very hung up on putting our dogs in a crate what I want you to realize is that the crate is a place it's a safe place for your dog and if you train your puppy properly it will always be that safe place for them. So don't use the crate as a punishment. Don't view it as a punishment. Um, look at it as uh, the, the den. Okay, dogs are den animals. They are biologically created to be 
um, cozy in a small space like their crate. So, and they sleep about 20, 20 plus hours a day. So this is not cruelty to put your dog in a crate. So I want you to get your crate um, and I want you to start to properly train your puppy in a crate. So you can use some kibble to lure the puppy in, um, lure the puppy in, give him some, some uh, kibble. And, you know, you can always put a toy in there too. You don't need a lot of stuff in the crate. But basically, it's very matter of fact. When you put your dog up, you, you crate him up, and then you, you basically walk away. Don't talk to your puppy. Don't make a big deal out of it. Just matter of fact, put him up, walk away. If they start to whine and cry, you want to just wait it out and see if they're going to stop. If they carry on for a long period of time, if they cannot soothe themselves, then you need to correct them for that. And that's where um, I like to talk a little bit about where to put your crate. I don't like the crate in the bedroom at all. I think the dog and the crate should be out of the bedroom. Uh, if you want to invite your, your dog into your bedroom sometime, that's fine. But I don't feel like the dog belongs in the bedroom. Um, so I want you to find a spot in your house where it's kind of, you know, nice and neutral and not not a lot of high traffic area, but somewhere where the dog can decompress and it's quiet. Um, you can put like a baby cam on your puppy um, so you can watch them in the crate and make sure everything's okay. Um, if they start carrying on in the crate, you can watch the baby cam just to see are they barking for attention or what's going on with that. Um, you never want to let your puppy out of the crate when they are carrying on. If you do, you're reinforcing that bad behavior and you're going to make it doubly difficult for them to ever be settled in the crate. And you're going to have a mess on your hands because you're reinforcing bad behavior. So you have to be really careful. When you let your dog out of the crate, the dog is calm and it comes out calmly. Like it doesn't bust out of the door and run you over. Um, no, it has to wait calmly until you let it out. And then, you know, orderly, you go to the door and take it out and potty it. Um, so make sure, I want you to cover your crate on all three sides. Uh, put a camera on the crate. Put it somewhere where it can't see you at all times um, because you need that separation from your puppy. It needs to learn to be independent of you. And if it does start carrying on and acting up in the crate, not because it has to go to the bathroom, but because it's trying to get out, then you want to correct that behavior. Um, and the way that I correct it is I'll give the crate a little shake. The puppy can't see you coming because you've covered the sides. Um, and so I just give a little quick shake to the crate. I uh, just grab it on the top, give it a little shake. And usually the puppy might take a few times for them to get it. They still might bark a few times, give it another shake. And when they stop uh, barking and carrying on, then they get it. It's like they realize, okay, every time I bark, uh, something happens and, and, and I don't like it. <laughs> and then basically they figure out, oh, let me stop, let me stop barking and then it will go away. And that's exactly what happens. And that's how you get your puppy to be calm in the crate. Um, uh, and you can also use the bonker that I recommended. You can take the bonker and bonk the crate. 
Um, and that bonker is also very effective if your puppy gets out of hand. Um, you can also bonk the puppy with the rolled up towel. It's not the end of the world. You're not going to hurt your puppy. You're not going to give it a concussion, but basically you can smack your puppy with a bonker, a rolled up cotton towel, and it will not uh, end the world of the puppy, but it will end the bad behavior for the puppy. And it'll, uh, it'll be very clear to the pup to knock it off. So um, those are some of the things that you wanna do as far as the crate goes. Um, now let's talk about um, the puppy's schedule. So structure is a huge part of, you know, your puppy's day. So as far as scheduling goes, what you want to do is this. Now as far as structure, structure is a huge part of um, the way that I train dogs. It's a really important piece of the puzzle. Um, and basically you're starting your puppy off on in a very structured uh, format. So I like to think of a puppy's day as like four or five times you're coming out of the crate. So um, that works out to be like every four hours you'll come out of the crate. So obviously in the morning, first thing, puppy comes out of the crate, you're gonna start the potty routine uh, right off the bat because that's the other piece of the puzzle. You know, you, want, you need the routine and the structure for um, for the behavior piece of it, uh, but also too to get the the dog on a a nice um, potty routine. So you know, first thing you're going to do when you take your puppy out of the crate every time you are going to take it to the same door. You're going to go out that door and to the same vicinity its toilet and have it go to the bathroom. Give it a command, go potty or do your business or whatever you choose. And then you're going to give them the opportunity to sniff and, you know, walk around and things and then eliminate. Um, and you really want to get this routine down as quickly as possible. And you want it to be very streamlined and simple. Um, I don't like bells. I don't need a bunch of treats. I don't want a clicker. I don't want to have to do any of that. The way that I do it is with a pup. It's just like I... I like to keep the, I'm going to choose an area that's really close to the door because you want to think of the times when you have a torrential downpour or a blizzard, okay? So you want the, the dog's common potty area to be pretty close to the house. You don't want to be like cruising all around the backyard trying to find that perfect place to poo every time. Um, so... First, you're going to get that down, have the dog go potty there, try to direct it to where you want it to be, close to the house, give it a chance to sniff around and, and then go potty, and then make sure that it's done, and when he's done going, you want to you know give a bunch of praise, like, good boy, good girl. I prefer to give affection, so a little belly rub or a little scratch on the head is, I much prefer that than treats or kibble or anything else. So, um, you know, that's, that's one thing that you can do as far as potty routine. Also, when they start to go number two, for some dogs, you know, the pottying can be a real pain. So when you do, when the dog goes, goes number two, um, you might want to leave one of those out because once you take it out again, um, the puppy's going to sniff around. And when it smells that, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember this is where I go. And that will stimulate an urge to go. Um, so, you know, you can always leave like, you know, a poo out there. Um, most of the time I like to clean up right away, but when you're first training a dog, 
Um, you might want to leave one stool out so it's a reminder to the pup each time they go out, oh yeah, this is my toilet. So also what you want to do is you want to start to trend when your dog eats and drinks and how long does it take before they have to go to the bathroom. When they're brand new, you first bring them home and they're eight weeks old and really, really young, uh, they don't know anything. So you want to make sure that you take them out like 15 minutes, within 15 minutes of eating or drinking anything. Just take them right out, give them a chance to like walk around, sniff around, you know, you know, pee, poo if they need to, and then bring them in. And I encourage you to take a log and write down when they eat and drink and when they pee and poo so that you can start to track Oh yeah, I see he's holding it now for two hours. He's got, you know, bladder control for about two hours and then you can start to increase it and and you'll have an idea of, okay, he was just, you know, he just had a drink so he's gonna have to go out very soon. Also too, when dogs wake up, they need to go out immediately and when they've been playing for too long, they need to go out immediately or when they get excited, Take them outside because, you know, they're going to need to eliminate sooner than later. Um, when they sleep overnight, what I, what I encourage people to do is give the last meal of the day around 4 p.m. if you can, 4 or 5, um, as, as soon as you can, as, as early as you possibly can. So as soon as you get home, feed your puppy, let them have their last drink, and lift the water by 5. Um, and that way your dog has plenty of time to, you know, eliminate and get that out of their system. Um, and for example, if your dog goes to bed by 10 p.m., you want to make sure um, that you um, are giving them the opportunity to eliminate, um, you know, early. So it, let's say 10 o'clock is their bedtime at 9 p.m., take them out, let them go potty, 9.30, take them out again, let them go potty, and just at 10 o'clock, one more time, one last time to go pee, take them to their same potty spot, let them go. If they don't go, no problem, bring them back in and then set your alarm. Like, you know, in four hours, I'm getting up. I got to take them out in four hours and then that'll get me through the night probably. Uh, but you're going to have to have some sort of idea of how long they can stay in their crate overnight. Just remember the system slows down overnight so they do have longer bladder and bowel control overnight. So that's what you can do as far as um, house training goes. Um, no free roaming in the house. If you let your dog free roam in the house, there's gonna be lots of accidents. Do not give them free roam of the entire house. Only let them have um, certain areas of the house and make sure that you're supervising them. And if your dog has accidents, and they will because they're puppies and they're supposed to have accidents, then just know that um, accidents happen. Don't be mad at your puppy. Do not punish your puppy. Just take that bonker that I told you about and bonk yourself over the head because they had an accident because it was your fault. You weren't paying attention. Um, and that's uh, all I have to say about the topic of house training. The last thing I want to talk about is your dog's schedule. Um, so basically, um, once you do the potty training piece, your dog can um, come out for a while. You can either have it outside where you're playing in the yard, you're 
you know, teaching it some games, either fetch or playing with a toy, um, or you're um, inside doing some working on some obedience using their daily kibble. So if you're doing that, you're using daily kibble to teach like basic stuff like sits, downs, teach your dog to come to you, give it some kibble. Um, and I like to do that three times a day. And that's no more than 10 minutes. Are you using your dog's daily kibble to train like obedience commands? Um, try to keep the, the rowdy play outside so the, that the dog learns the difference between being outside, um, and inside because you're, you know, remember you're raising your dog, like it's, it's going to end up being an adult dog and it could be a very big dog. And so you want that dog to have good behavior in the house. So be careful about letting it carry on and being rowdy in the house, um, other things to consider when you do have people come over, there's a lot of literature out there that says you should let your, your dog meet every single person and every single dog in the neighborhood. Um, I'm here to tell you not to do that. Don't let your puppy meet other dogs on leash. I am not a fan of that. You don't know who you're dealing with. It could be a dog who turns on your dog. It could be, um, you know, it could maybe the leashes get tangled and then it becomes a really bad situation. And then you've got a puppy who's had a really bad experience. And that's um, a, a really serious situation that you could put your puppy in. Um, and you also potentially make your puppy feel very uncomfortable and it will lose trust in you and it will be very leery around other dogs and people too. So be very careful about that. Um, instead of letting your puppy greet everyone at the door, I recommend that you keep your puppy crated until it's calm. Uh, have your guests come in and instruct your guests before you handle the puppy. Um, I don't want you talking and baby talk to my dog. Um, just when they come out, just ignore the puppy. Let it come to you. If the puppy comes up to you, great. Give it some kibble. Here's a bowl of kibble. Put the bowl of kibble uh, around so your guests can grab a few kibbles. And, you know, let the puppy come out on, on the six-foot leash that I told you to make um, or get. Um, and by the way, that six-foot leash could be just a simple piece of, like, paracord from your hardware store. Um, tied onto a little carabiner and clipped to the collar of the dog. Um, but bring your dog out once your guests are in, you know, in and settled and make sure that your dog is calm when it comes out. Um, and then um, let your dog explore. And if, you're, if your dog comes up to the people, then just do, like I said, just let them, you know, be, you know, like calm around the dog. Give it some kibble to, you know, reward it for coming up to them. Um, don't force your puppy to meet people or, or dogs or anything. And if your puppy is leery of something, honor that and do not force the puppy to, you know, go into a situation it's uncomfortable with. So, um, you know, those are some tips for you as far as raising your puppy and, and teaching it to, you're, you're basically raising this pup to be a calm, good family dog. You want a balanced dog, someone who's going to be a, a, a pup who's going to be, um, you know, good around people and, and, you know, just a balanced temperament is what we're looking for. And so these methods and advice are going to help you um, to raise just that kind of pup uh, into an adult dog who, um, you know, doesn't give you any problems or have any serious behavior issues. So um, that's it for this episode. I hope it was helpful. Um, you can reach me on Facebook or Instagram under Stat Canine Training. It's S-T-A-T, -T, the letter K, the number nine training. 
um, or you can reach me at statcanontraining at gmail.com. If you have questions about your dog, anything, any kind of dog training issues, uh, send me an email there and I'll be happy to get your question. Um, and I will be looking forward to um, my next podcast coming up soon. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in.